OWC Radio number 6, recorded January 15th, 2010. Hey folks, Tim Robertson, OWC Radio, episode number six, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. Check them out at maxsales.com. I'm recording the first segment of the show a little differently than I usually do, and I'm actually using voice memo on my iPhone 3GS with the built-in iPhone microphone. No special equipment, no anything, just pull it out. Hit record and start talking. The reason I'm doing this is because during the Macworld Expo, I'm going to be on the showroom floor, and I want to hear what the how well the iPhone does with some ambient noise. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go sit out in my car in the parking lot at the recording studio here. I'm real close to a highway, Interstate, Interstate 94. It's about, oh, I don't know, 100, 100 yards less. Uh, as I'm sitting here to my left, and I've got the window down, and I've got the heater on in the car, because quite honestly, it's January and <laughs> it, it's West Michigan. January, West Michigan, it's cold, it's snow on the ground. So I wanted to uh, stay warm. I didn't want to sit here and do the. That's my teeth chattering. Didn't want to do that. But I, I'm curious about the ambient noise because if. The less equipment I have to carry with me on the showroom floor when I'm interviewing all the different developers and, and um, uh, the booths and stuff like that while I'm at, well, I won't interview the booth, I'll interview the people you know at the booth. Uh, the less I have to carry around with me, the better. And if the iPhone can do it stock right out of the box, even better. Now, I know Blue came out with a new microphone that works with the iPhone 3GS, um, at CES last week, and um, I know that uh, we do carry blue microphones at Otherworld Computing. So hopefully we'll get the new one in before Macworld Expo, and I'll have a chance to uh, play with it and test it. Oh, there's my window going up here. Okay, let me. I'm gonna crank up the heat real quick here. See what that sounds like. Looking at the VU meter, and it's not really going up all that high. So we'll uh, rev the engine and turn it off. Rattle my keys a little bit. Open the door here. I lock myself in. And we're going to go outside where it's uh, a less confined space, but maybe I'll get some more of this uh, semis driving by. I want to see how it picks that up. Yep, I'm using. Uh, I'm using OWC right now as uh, OWC radio right now as a guinea pig to see what audio quality is like. And I thought about doing this in private, just testing it myself and listening to it and making my own determination. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to let the listeners in on uh, behind the curtains, see what things are like. And this is, you know, I'm outside of my normal confines of the studio with a screen in front of me and all my notes. And it's just me talking into my iPhone. Anybody driving by probably thinks that uh, 
I'm, t- I'm either talking to someone or I'm insane. Little do they know, it's kind of both. So if I can get away with just using the iPhone, if the audio quality is good enough, that's probably what I'm going to do at the Macworld Expo. I'm really looking forward to going to the Macworld Expo this year. I know that there's a lot of uh, dissension out there with some Mac writers saying, oh, there's not enough companies are going or not enough of the big companies. Or, well, you know what? I think looking at the, the list of vendors, including other world computing, I think there's plenty of vendors. I think there's enough there that's going to be of interest to pretty much any Mac user. I think it's going to be well worth attending. And I don't say that just because I'm working at Otherworld Computing or I'm doing OWC Radio and I'm covering it for that. Um, And I don't say that because if I wasn't at OWC right now, I'd be covering it for MyMac.com. I'm saying it from a, a pure personal standpoint that even if I wasn't covering the event this year... I'd still want to go. It's exciting. It's fun. It's a gathering of like-minded people that share a certain passion, that passion being uh, computing on the Macintosh. Or maybe it's a newfound passion for a lot of new users with the iPhone. There's going to be a lot of iPhone developers there as well. But whatever your interests are, you're going to find something at the Macworld Expo that lines up exactly with what you're interested in and what you want to talk about. And you're going to, you know, heaven forbid, you, you meet a new friend. I've met, getting back into the car because <laughs> I forgot something. Uh, I've met a lot of new friends at the Macworld Expo. And a lot of times, and, and Adam Angst was talking about this on show number four, it's about the only time you get a chance to see some of these people in person, face to face. And uh, I really like that. So, okay, I'm going to stop recording now transfer this recording via email to myself on my laptop and drop this audio file into GarageBand and uh, I'll continue the rest of the show using the studio equipment mics and you should hear a big difference in the audio quality and let's see what we got yeah the screen flipped the wrong way so I couldn't stop recording there here we go so what'd you think you know I uh, listened to a back part of it I didn't listen to the whole thing and quite honestly, I thought it sounded pretty good. Now, I did pick up a lot more of the uh, the traffic sounds from I-94 that I thought it was picking up because the little VU meter wasn't moving a whole lot. So I didn't know how much of that it was picking up. I was also kind of surprised that uh, it really picked up the heater sound when I cranked that up. So all in all, though, I have to say I am very impressed with the stock audio recording capabilities of the iPhone using nothing but the built-in microphone and voice memos, the voice memos app, which ships on every single iPhone that's out there. So hmm, I'm going to have to explore the possibility a little bit more, but so far, very impressed. If uh, I didn't notice that when I, depending on how I was holding the microphone, there was a while there towards the end, instead of holding it, looking at like the front of the screen, that's how I started. I kind of aimed my uh, bottom of the iPhone directly at my mouth, and I noticed a decrease. It got louder, yes, but the audio quality itself uh, wasn't as good. I mean, you could hear more pops, uh, a little bit of uh, breathing, because it's quite cold out there right now. <clears throat> Still, very impressive. 
Very impressive indeed. Um, boy, sometimes, you know, you, you, you uh, click a wrong button and you lose yourself. And I just did that in Evernote. I did want to uh, go through the, the news today before I wrap this show up. Uh, on a personal note, today is, uh, well, I should say this show is the last podcast I will ever record, ever, while I'm in my 30s. That's right. Monday, January 18th, I hit the big 4-0 mark. Now, I've never been a big age guy, if you know what I mean. I, I didn't really care how old somebody was. I'm always much more interested in um, how interesting someone is than I am, well, how old are you? Well, I can't be friends with you. You're too old or you're too young. I didn't really care about that. But I don't know. It was, it was weird. I woke up this morning and I thought, this is my last weekend in my 30s. You know, it, when you're in your 20s, you're just kind of starting out uh, being a man. Um, most people start their family when they're in their 20s, and I did. And I'm sure a lot of you did. And then uh, you start your professional life, if you will, uh, whether it's at a, a job or a business owner or whatever. And you kind of perfect that into your 30s and you get really good at stuff while you're in your 30s. Your family's getting, um, maybe it's growing larger. Maybe you have uh, kids and the kids are getting older. And uh, then you hit your 40s. What happens in your 40s? I understand the 20s and the 30s. I just lived through those. What's the 40s about now? Is it taking what I learned in my 20s and 30s and applying wisdom to that now? Kind of interesting to, to get some feedback on that. Podcast at MaxSales.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've already gone through your 40s or you're in your 40s right now, um, what should I expect? And don't give me the, oh, you know, you can't play football anymore. I can't. I, I can't already do that. I wake up now and it's like, oh, I didn't know I had a muscle there on that leg. Jumping over to uh, the feedback a little bit for OWC Radio, I got an email from Barry White from Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, thanks very much for the email, Barry. It's really long and I'm not going to read the entire thing. Uh, Barry did mention because I, I said something on episode two about using voice recorder, um, voice memo, I should say, on your iPhone to send feedback in that way. And that's what you guys just listened to, by the way. Um, he's right. I, I didn't know if it came with the iPod Touch or not. It doesn't because the iPod Touch doesn't have a built-in microphone. Good to know. He uses um, Evernote to record. I didn't realize that, and I have Evernote on my iPhone 3GS. I didn't realize at first that you can record audio in Evernote and it will sync back up to the cloud and then to the rich media clients, such as Evernote on the Mac or the PC or Linux or whatever. Um, so if you record yourself on your iPhone using Evernote, the next time you sync Evernote on your Mac, that voice recording will be there. That's kind of interesting. I, I, I'm definitely going to play with that, Barry, and thanks a lot for bringing that to my attention. He also talked about the... Uh, video on demand thing from Apple, if it happens, where spend $30 a month and then you get all the TV you can eat. Um, he already does something like that. 
And it's uh, basically six bucks, and he gets, I'm looking through the, uh, he subscribes to both Real Networks and Gabroid. I don't know what Gabroid is. I do know what Real Networks are. Uh, I didn't realize Real Networks was still around. I mean, quite honestly, I haven't used or listened to any programming in Real Networks in, oh, years. Um, there kind of almost has been at this point, really. I mean, the, the technology and the Internet itself has just left the proprietary Real Network stuff way behind. Uh, do they even matter anymore? Do, does I guess to Barry, because Barry's he's paying money to use them. Uh, he said, though, in his email that he should probably cancel them both. <laughs> he doesn't have time to watch this much content. But he says, a $10 a month all-you-can-eat Apple TV package, on the other hand, sounds pretty attractive. And it would need, uh, eliminate the need to convert movies. He's right. Um, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen. There, Apple still hasn't. Well, let me check the internets real quick. Because as far as I know, Apple still hasn't announced that they're having a press event at the end of January. And, you know, I listen to the other podcasts that are out there as well, and everyone keeps talking about that this is a done deal. Apple has um, rented the space, and something's going to happen, And but so far, nothing. So I'm looking up on the... Internets, and I'm still not seeing any official news that Apple has called a press meeting. So, I don't know. The Apple tablet rumors continue. And, and let's be honest, if they come out with a, an Apple TV or an Apple tablet, which I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I've been saying this for a while, don't think that I'm copying someone. I think it's going to be called the iBook. They already own the name. It already fits in with everything else that they're doing. Uh, the iPod, the iMac, the iPhone, the iBook. Makes perfect sense to me, which is probably why they won't use it. Jumping in some news from AppleTVHacks.net. Boxy Beta now works on the Apple TV. Although there is little, uh, or the, there is still no official release from Boxy, the community has already bought the Boxy Beta, brought the Boxy Beta to the Apple TV. Hmm. You know, Boxy is a really great service. I had hacked my Apple TV one or two times now to put Boxy and a couple other services on it, and it worked great. The problem is every time Apple updates the darn Apple TV, it uh, unhacks my Apple TV, and then I have to sync again, all over again, all my content back to my Apple TV, and it was just such a pain, and I just decided, you know what? I don't really want to hack my Apple TV to make it more useful. I, I really don't. I, Apple needs to do something with the Apple TV. I love my Apple TV. Don't get me wrong. And I would like to expand on it, uh, make it even better. But honestly, I think it would probably be worth it just to get a Mac Mini. And wait till you see this, this home theater setup that OWC has that they're going to showcase at the Macworld Expo. It's really quite amazing. Um, I think that's going to be something that I'm going to look into doing myself really soon here. Because I like the fact that I have copies of all my DVDs in iTunes now. And that I'm buying a lot more digital content. 
and then I have quick access to it from my Apple TV. Basically, anything that's in iTunes on for me now, I can watch on my flat panel TV, HD quality. Eh, not all HD quality, but still HD quality in the front room. And a lot of people don't realize that you can also watch podcasts. If it's in iTunes, and I don't mean stuff that you've downloaded, but if it's a podcast listed in iTunes in video format, you can watch that in your living room on the Apple TV. So, for instance, um, X-Play, which is on G4 TV. It's a show about video games. I, I watch that. I don't watch the G4 network and watch the half-hour show. It, it never seems to be on when I want to watch it. But they post most of the segments as two- to four-minute segments in iTunes as part of G4 TV's podcast section. And I get caught up on game reviews and stuff like that. Just boom, click. And I don't even have to subscribe to it because with the Apple TV, I can navigate directly to that podcast listing in iTunes and just watch an episode right there. It's really great. It, it's it's fantastic. But it's still, even with that flexibility, it's still not as good as simply hooking up a Mac Mini to a large TV with a wireless... I, I really don't want to use a keyboard in the living room. I've got a two-year-old, okay? Um, but still, I, I want that flexibility so I can watch Hulu in the living room. I am not a big watch TV on my computer guy. It's, you know, I, I just don't like sitting that close to the screen, number one. And number two, I've got a 46-inch LCD TV. That's where I want to watch that kind of content, not on the computer. So, anyways, very interested in that boxy beta now working with Apple TV. Uh, up on MyMac.com, Guy Searle has a video review of Camtasia Screen Capture from TechSmith. That's worth uh, watching. You don't even have to read anything. It's it's all video. From Ars Technica, they have a headline that reads, $450 million iPhone pi piracy figure not grounded in reality. I would agree with that. You know, just because... Uh, they could claim that they lost $450 million to piracy, but that assumes that everybody who pirated something would have bought it had they not pirated it. And I think that's kind of disingenuous, don't you? This kind of bothers me here. Gizmodo has an article titled, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak's favorite gadget? The Google phone. You know, I, why do we all assume that if it's a gadget that's not from Apple that we as Mac users shouldn't like it. I, I I think that's crazy. I think, honestly, I think the Google's Nexus One phone looks fantastic. Now, I haven't got my hands physically on one yet. Um, and I, I love my, my uh, iPhone. I have no plans to change. But if the iPhone didn't exist, <laughs> well, then the Nexus One wouldn't exist either, would it? But if the iPhone went away today, all of our iPhones stopped working. I think the Nexus One would probably be the one that I went and bought. It looks like a great phone. It's probably the greatest phone ever made, except for the iPhone. From the Mac Observer, Acrobat.com comes to the iPhone. Why does Adobe kind of doing this thing now? They they released the Photoshop app on the iPhone, and it's called Photoshop.com. That's the name of the app, Photoshop.com app. Now we have Acrobat.com app. <sighs> that, it, 
you got to get rid of the .com as part of the software name Adobe. Really. Seriously. It doesn't work. But there are some interesting things here. Um, the Apple, uh, I'm sorry, the app supports faxing documents. Um, I wonder how you fax documents on an iPhone. That's kind of interesting to me. I guess, I mean, it's a phone, so you could... I'm assuming that it's a free download, so I'm going to have to download it and try it. But you need an, uh, let's see, you need a Adobe ID, which I'm pretty sure I have, but I have no idea what it is. How many how many IDs do we really need, people? What do you use to keep track of them? Do you use the same passwords at all the sites? Do you use the same email address and passwords? Because if you do, extremely risky. Um, I guess, though, that you could fax documents from the iPhone. If it's a PDF or a picture even, if you can display it on the iPhone screen, click a button that says fax, dial a fax number, the iPhone will just dial that number and it'll fax it over, I guess. Interesting. I wonder if it would work the other way. If you had this running and someone sent you a fax, yeah, but wouldn't the, as soon as the phone rang, the iPhone would, uh, would kick on the, the, the cell phone part and you wouldn't be in that app anymore. I wonder how that would work. Interesting. Something I'll definitely have to look into. Not that faxing is a big part of my life anymore. Remember when beepers and faxes, that was the thing. And last one, New York teen, and this is from the Mac user blogs at Macworld. New York City teen arrested for making terrorist threats at the Apple store. Jason Berry, a 17-year-old New Yorker, thought it would be hilarious if he walked into an Apple store at the Staten Island Mall and typed this charming letter on one of the store's Macs. I have threatened your store and all of its employees with a bloody death. Whoever the crew may be working, and, uh, and this is how it's typed, guys, or the innocent citizens that walk in will be eliminated with the force of a bomb loaded with C4 strapped to my chest. Uh, funny stuff, right? And in New York City, of all places, of course, the boy wasn't content to simply leave an anonymous terrorist threat. He signed the letter using a friend's dad's name before leaving it on the screen for an Apple Store employee to discover. The employee called the police, and it wasn't long before Barry was apprehended and charged with making a terrorist threat. Really, a terrorist threat? Um... The teen told police that he was only joking when he typed the letter, forgot to delete it. The police aren't laughing, and neither are the prosecutors. Barry is now looking at a potential seven-year prison stay if he is convicted. Really? Seven years for that? Hmm. I think you just make him clean the entire mall with his uh, toothbrush for a year. <laughs> I think that's probably fitting punishment. I don't see how putting this stupid 17-year-old kid, who just did something really stupid, let's be honest, Behind bars for seven years. How is that going to make him a productive citizen? How is that going to help society at all? Oh, well, sends a message to the rest. No, it doesn't. It doesn't send a message to anybody. You want to send a message, make him clean, clean the mall on his hands and knees for a year. That will send a message to his friends and anybody else who thinks about it. Trust me, they're going to see him doing it every day. And he'll be extremely miserable. But he'll learn his lesson, and he won't be in prison for seven years. 
So with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. I hope uh, you guys enjoyed listening to it. I, I do thank you for indulging me when it comes to uh, the beginning of the show using the iPhone. I did want to show that you guys can use your iPhone and voice memo to record yourself and send that file over to me. You can do that anytime you like. Send it to podcast at maxsales.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. OWC Radio is the Twitter name, so twitter.com slash OWC Radio. Or if you want to use the i the uh, telephone app as part of your iPhone, or, you know, any telephone will do, you can leave us a voice message at one 801 938 And Barry, uh, you sent the, uh, the great letter at the beginning. Honestly, dude, next time... Use voice memo on the iPhone and send it that way. Send me audio. Audio is so much easier. I can drop it right into the show. Everyone gets to hear your voice, and we're good to go. And uh, one last thing, if you, yes, you listening, would like to participate on the OWC radio, we are going to open up the show for the listeners to come on and co-host uh, half a show, maybe even a whole show, in the very near future. If this is something that you're interested in doing, and this is something that we did that I actually invented over on the MyMac.com podcast when I was doing that show. It was called The Listener Invite, and I'm going to do it here. I love the idea. It gives uh, Mac users the ability and the chance to talk with somebody else who's just as passionate about the platform as you are and, uh, you know, come on the show. It's it's not, you know, it's not Barbara Walters 2020. This is just the... Uh, uh, relaxed atmosphere talking about our passion, the Macintosh and what we're doing and what we're into. And I'd love to have you on the show. It'd be a lot of fun. So drop me an email podcast at maxsales.com and we'll talk about it. We'll set up something and get you on the show. All you need is a microphone. Your built in mic will work fine. If you're on a laptop, you do need a pair of headphones though. And you have to use Skype. And yeah, I know a lot of you don't like Skype. I don't personally like Skype, but Skype it is. So if you can do those three things, microphone, headphones, Skype, let's get you on the show. Have a good time, chat, and uh, let everyone hear you. With that, I'm going to wrap up the show. I will see you on the other side of the weekend, and uh, a much older and wiser person I may be, or not. In the meantime, make sure you visit www.maxsales.com. Go check out the blue microphones they got up there. I mean, we've we've got, let's see, there's 27 listings for Blue up on the site. A lot of it is, uh, you know, computer mics that you would use or professional uh, diaphragm type of microphones. That's actually what I use for the podcast right now. But they do have the uh, the Blue Microphone Mikey that plugs right into the iPod. But the one that was released last week, I believe, is the successor to the Mikey. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Man, there's... Blue makes some really great stuff, and honestly, all the world computing has some of the best prices on the blue microphone. So, please check that out, maxsales.com. See you next week. Bye bye.